I'm vengeance. Welcome back, everybody. This is Mark 137 of the Super Civil Servant Podcast. Bill Greg, the Bat Daddy 52. Coming at you this week on a Saturday show, special show. Well, not special. We just had to bump it today because we're all busy. But Saturday <laughs> show this week, uh, still dropped Monday morning. But um, yeah, let's talk about it. We got a Halo finale. Uh, we have a couple of trailers to discuss, uh, continue coverage of Star Trek Strange New Worlds, and uh, getting ready for next week when we get some Obi Wan. Right? So it's going to be really fun. Doing with me, my uh, one of my friends here, my co-host Sarah Taylor. How you doing? I'm doing well. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of bummed Halo's over, but I'm really super excited. Everyone's next week. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad that we have something to pick right up after that. I'm glad there's like a lull or like a few weeks between you know something exciting coming out again. So it's gonna be fun. But yeah, I'm, I'm kind of disappointed Halo's over too. It's yeah, be fun to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's save the Halo talk. I think Ross is going to try to get on later, um, but we're just going to hold it off for him for a little bit to see if he can, because I know he'll want to talk about it too. But uh, let's talk about some news. Well, actually, not even really news. We got trailers to talk about. I haven't even looked up any news. I just got a couple trailers. Um, we got two of them. We got the Umbrella Academy one, and we got the uh, She-Hulk trailer. Now, I know you've seen the She-Hulk trailer. You haven't seen the Umbrella Academy one. We're going to watch it with no sound. I'd recommend after you get off your checkout with sound. It's awesome. Oh, yeah. But uh, you want to do the She-Hulk one first, since you've already seen that. That way, that one's out of the way. Yes, let's get that one out. <laughs> Knock that one out? Okay. Yeah. So this one came out a few days ago. Um, I haven't seen anybody who's really been impressed with it, to be honest with you. But to be fair. I'll, like I said, I I'll, not, I'll save my. <laughs> yeah, I have not gotten on social media. I have not really discussed it with a whole lot of people. I've just seen what I've seen people are in my circle say and people that directly talk to me say. So that being said, before we watch it, just initial thoughts. What would you think about this one? It kind of feels flat for me. I'm like, maybe there's more. I'm hoping that they're going to clean up a lot of it. But as far as the story, I mean, I, maybe it's just to my detriment that, you know, I really haven't read the comic. Maybe it's pulling from the comic and something I'm missing, but I mean, it's just the, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, okay. Fair point. Maybe it'll be something kind of like Hawkeye where I was just like, mm, on the totally on the fence about and saying, eh, you're not really grabbing me. So I'm kind of holding that for right now. I'm like, it just, just seems kind of stale. And it yeah. still really doesn't, I don't know. That's just my first impression. So and well, I hate to be so negative. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I, I agree with you. I think the interesting it doesn't excite me. No. You know? um, and, and I don't know. That's that's not this properties or the creators of this fault that it doesn't excite me. I mean, I, I guess it is to a certain extent. But I feel like now, and this may just be it's a theory. It may not be true. I'm not sure what's going on. But maybe these characters are going to a, a generation of comics that I didn't read. So I don't have a background with these comics, so I naturally have a little bit more bias towards those when I've just seen this amazing story with all these characters I love. You know, maybe it's me having an issue with kind of the changing of the guard. 
but it just doesn't it doesn't excite me. I mean, it does have issues with the way it looks. Like the the look of She-Hulk is very interesting. It's very Shrekish. If that makes sense. <laughs> she looks like you know? a run. <laughs> kind, of, kind of like Fiona from Shrek a, a little a little bit, and it's like, um, now once again, I've said things about previews and trailers and stuff like that. And then it's changed whenever I've actually seen the product. So I'm obviously going to give it a chance. And I'm not saying that it's going to be bad. It just doesn't look like something that's going to particularly interest me. Not meaning that if you do like it, there's anything wrong with that. Or that I'm right for not saying it's good. It's just, it doesn't look like my cup of tea. Well, and that's the thing about it too. Because despite whether you've seen the, you know, the source material or not. You know, despite whether they pull it from that. It still should be something that would interest even you know, someone that knows nothing about She-Hulk. And, you know, and a lot of times that's why I kind of, I try to look at a lot of these trailers, you know, a lot of these first peaks and, you know, sneak peeks and that kind of thing. Cause I'm like, yeah, some of them I know, some of them I don't. And, and like I said, I'll be the first to tell you, I don't know that much about She-Hulk other than little bits and pieces. But even as from a, like I said, from a GA standpoint, it's, mm-mm, no. Yeah. Not for me right now. Not unless they put out something because it's it's coming out what August in about mid August. So you got about what? I think about three months. June, July, August. So I think I I think I saw August seventeenth. But okay. I'm like, damn, y'all got y'all got a lot more to work on because if that's it, mm-mm, no, you can piss some folks off or you're not going to impress some folks. <laughs> yeah, and that could be the thing too. Maybe it's not finished, but I don't know why they would put a product out not finished or not. I mean, but we've you know, seen stuff like that before, I guess. Maybe pictures, not an actual video or actual trailer. Well, it just looks campy. It just looks campy. I, I thought There's... that having the Hulk in there would make me more excited for it. But I'm going to be honest. After Ragnarok, I kind of started to lose the Hulk. Like, Professor Hulk doesn't really work for me that well. He's too jovial and laughy and, and, and jokey, you know? Uh-huh. Like they went a little too far with that for me. Um, I don't read a whole lot of that, you know, specifically in that comic. Maybe that's the way the character is, and it's just my issue with it. But I don't know, man. I, I thought that seeing Hulk was going to make me more excited about it, but it really didn't. Like I saw it, and I was like, oh. I was like, he looks better than She Hulk. That's about <laughs> all I could really deduce from that. <laughs> so. Well, he kind of knows what what he looks like, you know. You kind of, and they've kind of. I don't know. I don't know. He, he doesn't seem quite as primitive as before. You know, now that he's like, you know, Professor Hulk, I guess. I mean, it's this more of the, you know, the integration of Bruce and Hulk now. Yeah. Well, he started out as that a, a different look, obviously, with a different actor to begin with. But then, like, the more and more the movie's gone on, the more it looks like just, uh, what's his name? Mark Ruffalo, kind of swollen yeah. green. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so. But I don't know, like, um, once again, I'm going into this not knowing anything about it other than just what I see here. The visuals don't look fantastic on it, but I could be surprised at what happens with the movie and or the show. And it doesn't necessarily mean that because I don't like the way it, I'm not totally satisfied with the way it looks that it's going to be a bad show. So I'm trying to go into it with that mindset. Yeah, like I said, if you just take it visually wise, you're like, eh, I don't know. But I mean, it's it's going to have to sell me more, a lot more in the story than just a little bit I've seen thus far. Because I mean, number one, it says She-Hulk, attorney at law. It's a little weird. Yeah, let me mute this. That way we can talk over it. All right, we're going to share this screen. 
All right, let's watch this and talk about it as it goes. Because I've, uh, to be fair, I've only seen it like twice. I watched it one time real quick when I first heard about it, and then I sat down and really kind of dove into it, watching it a second time. Still doesn't really change anything for me. But this is not knowing anything going in once again. And like I said, maybe there's like a, a lot more. I'll say that's more traditional. You're like, oh, that looks cool. And then you're like, okay, so you're meeting her. They're just kind of, you know, normal life here. You know, just and now you find out that there's some sort of, what was it, superhero division to defend and that kind of thing. So that might be an interesting storyline there. And of course, then we see Hulk and, you know, I'm not quite sure of the origin they're going to use on this because, Either A, she had already gone through what he has gone through because now he's testing her to kind of get her reaction to where she hulks out. And so then, and now she's looking like Shrek. So now yeah. I see what you're talking about with this whole Shrek. Yeah, a little, little Fiona-ish, right? Yeah. <laughs> Look, it, it it's weird because, like, they're, they're not giving her, like, an, a ton of size. You know, like, it, it, it's funny in that particular scene right there where she grows a little bit. It doesn't look like that in the rest of the time you see her that she's like growing or she's huge. So I don't know. So like in, in this you thing here, more. you can't really tell is is she green? Is she hurt? I mean, is it when she has her hair down? I mean, I don't, I don't know. If, if she's not going to be much bigger, just do the Gamora thing. Just just do the face paint. Yeah, exactly. You know? so, so and I mean, and now you know, like the whole. This is where I, I was like, it's kind of campy or whatnot. You know, was what, what, it's like She Hulk, Sex in the City. I mean, what is going on right there? Yeah, I have nothing to say about the storyline because I don't know anything about it. So, I mean, when it uh, first started, when the when it first started, I'm like, okay, well, maybe we got something going on here, but then it just kind of just kind of falls off a little bit. So I don't know, maybe maybe it's one of the things they're they're holding back. Maybe they're still writing. Hell, I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I think maybe part of the problem for me with some of these shows is that I'm not really sure how it's really connected into the universe. So I know they're trying to make stuff so that way you don't have to watch everything, but like even things that I wouldn't necessarily feel obligated to watch, I'm going to watch because I feel like it's going to be part of something that's going to pay off later. Right. You know, and if it doesn't, then it, it, I don't know, maybe you'll feel like if I didn't enjoy watching it, that, that I'll, I feel like I've wasted my time. And of course I'm speaking a lot of hypotheticals here. Most of the time when I watch a Marvel show, I enjoy it. There's nothing that I didn't feel like I wasted my time. So it's not like uh, I really have a fear of doing that. It's just, I don't know, this just feels different. You know? Well, you're hoping there is some sort of tether in like this little, this whatever multiverse we're in right now. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it, it does, it is nice to have, like I said, some type of tether, some type of grounding. So when you see like another character, you know, like in this, you know, you see Hulk. So you're thinking, okay, well, now it gives me an idea of, you know, where, we are in the timeline, like where it's, it's happening. You know what I mean? I think that's where a lot of times that's, that's the only interaction I want to have with like other, you know, series or, you know, anything like that. It's just that little bit of grounding to, you know, unless it was something that's just totally out in left field somewhere. Yeah. So. Uh, I, I think now that I'm sitting here thinking about it, maybe the other problem that I have with it is like, you fought so hard to get fantastic mm -hmm. Four and X-Men <laughs> and like I get COVID and all this stuff happening and delays and this and that, but I just feel like if you if you got that, I just wanna, 
I just feel like that's what you should be focusing on. Because if you feel like whenever you started with this whole thing with the Avengers, which is one of the oldest running comp, <laughs> some of the oldest running comic book characters in Marvel and most popular comic book characters in Marvel, if you want to say that those are B and C characters, which is what people say. No, I think what you're working with now is B and C characters. And I don't mean any disrespect to these characters or fans of it, meaning mm -hmm. that this is trash or garbage. I just mean as far as popularity goes. I don't think these characters they're working with now, the Moon Knights, uh, the She-Hulks, you know, the stuff like that, I don't think it's as popular. And, and I get it. There's the only way to make it more popular is to, is to do stuff like this and make mm -hmm. more stories with it and everything else. But I feel like if you say you started with your Bs and Cs, what are you working with now? And you have control of what will be your A's, you know, the Fantastic Four and X-Men. Let's see that, you know, like focus on, and maybe they are, I'm not as tuned into this as I, as, as I used to be. And, um, maybe they are, but I'm just excited to see that, especially with the little teaser we got in, uh, Dr. Strange, even though I, more and more I think about it, that's probably going to amount to nothing in the end. It sucks. <laughs> Sucks. <laughs> it's probably gonna amount to nothing. So I don't know. I mean, I've I've got I've got high hopes because I'm gonna watch regardless. But still, this is it's not getting me excited. Right. I agree. Well, um, you know, Ross comes on here later. Ross comes real quick. Some quick thoughts about that because I know he probably has some thoughts about the She-Hulk trailer. But um, let's move on before we do the Umbrella Academy trailer, which you haven't seen yet. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -mm. It's going to be interesting because you're going to see this without sound and the sound obviously for this one's going to make it a little better. But if you enjoy a Brown Academy, I think you're going to enjoy what it looks like they have coming up this season. But I want so to talk about you guys got me into watching it. So, and I mean, I binged it, so I you, want more. I know a little bit me. about kind of where they're going for, you know, this season. So. Oh, I started Umbrella Academy blind walking into it. I knew nothing about it. So I, I didn't know nothing about any of the story. I remember you and Nathan just following it. Yep. Yeah, I remember listening to you and Nathan talking about it. I was like, what the hell is this? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Well, before we get to that, what have you been watching this week? Have you watched anything exciting or fun? Because I've been watching some really cool stuff that I want to talk about. Not really. I've been like super boring this week. I hear you. I know. I know. It's just, it's like watching I, something, sleeping. I mean, you know. Just I sleep. hear you. <laughs> I've been trying to stray away from turning on the usual stuff. And every time that I'm looking for something to watch, I just watch something that I wouldn't normally turn on at all. And it's, it's worked out pretty well uh, this week. But well, um, I, I will, I will say this one thing. <laughs> Brian and I got turned on to um, Skinwalker Ranch. Skinwalker Ranch. Yes. There's this ranch out in, oh my God, where is it? It's out West somewhere. I can't remember what state is in, but there's all kinds of like crazy phenomena that goes on. It's almost like it's like a scripted paranormal because I'm like, there's no way in hell these guys are for real. There's no way these guys right. are for real. But what it was, it's we saw like I think the first season, so now they finally have a second season. So the way they release episodes, because I didn't know if they were gonna have a second season, but I was just like, oh my god, because you just you just can't help but watch because <laughs> you're like, there's no way in hell this shit's real. There's no way these guys are for real. <laughs> Well, so yeah, that's I guess that's kind of like the other little you know odd thing that we're kind of watching. Well, that's the problem with uh streaming and binge stuff now is like it's so easy to binge something, it like it's so insanely easy because if I just don't touch my remote, it'll play all day. Oh, yeah, except for the one moment where I ask, Are you still watching this? and you gotta, you uh, yeah. know, 
<laughs> you know when it gets to that point when it's actually that twice a day, it's like, okay, maybe I've watched a little too much today. I've seen that message twice. Yeah, exactly. Um, trying to so okay, we got to have lunch the other day, which is really cool. Me and you and Ross, really awesome. Mm -hmm. We got to talk about a little bit of stuff, and I know I mentioned this to you the other day, but I wanted to mention it on air. Um, my wife, same kind of theory lately. We're just looking for new stuff to watch. So just you know, if this recommends it. You know, we go to our profile and it recommends this. Okay, we look at the title, we'll check it out. You know. So we finally watched a World War Z the other day. Yeah, that's right. Really good movie. Uh, suspenseful. Would have been really cool to see in theaters because of like the suspenseful kind of on your edge of your seat moments with the movie. Um, but, you know, typical zombie movie. Mm -hmm. But still really well done. And, of course, that led us to Interstellar, which I yeah. unfortunately have never seen either. Holy shit. I started this movie at 11 o'clock at night. <laughs> okay. Then I thought about it. I, I literally thought about it about an hour in. I was like, this is a Chris Nolan movie. I was like, how long is this? And I paused it and saw it was three hours. And I was like, shit, Christopher Nolan. You better pay attention to But it's okay. I don't mind. I don't mind a good movie. That's long. I don't mind a movie that's long as long as it's good. You know, and Chris Nolan does a good job with that. Zack Snyder does a good job with that. But they can keep my attention for a few hours. Um, <laughs> but Interstellar, holy crap. Mm hmm. Like, what a movie. I mean, it's a three-hour movie, and hour one, hour two, and hour three are insanely different. Like, act one, two, and three of this movie are insanely different, and they're all fantastic. Like, complete mind-blowing. I know I'm talking about a movie that's, what, 10 years old? Yeah. How old's Interstellar? It's, oh, God. It's been a while. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I absolutely love this movie. So if you haven't seen Interstellar, which I'm probably one of the only guys who hadn't, check it out, because it is another Christopher Nolan fantastic movie. But that's uh, that's some stuff that I've been watching this week. And then I was talking to Nathan the other day, and he has been recommending some anime for me, or some, some manga for me. And um, he started me on this uh, Berserk. It's a 2012 trilogy of movies. Um, and I watched the first one the other day, and he told me, he was like, if you don't want to watch the second one, third one, to the first one, he was like, I'll be, I'll, I'll be amazed. And I, I would have stayed up and watched the second and third one that night because it was that good. Uh, but it was just so late. Um, but man, it, it's a, it's a really amazing for an old anime that I've never heard anything about or seen anything of. Absolutely fantastic. If you want to do your kids and stuff, it's got a little bit of nudity in it, so just be warned or you know, be warned with that. If you watch anime with your kids, if you know anything about anything with this, <laughs> but it was fantastic. Uh, I'm gonna watch two and three probably in one sitting. Just watch this one because it's only like an hour and twenty minutes. The movies. So mm -hmm. If I watch them together, it's like watching one movie. One. Yeah, we're pretty much used to movie. three hours. It's like if I go to like an hour and a half, hour forty-five, hell, even two-hour movie, I'm like, hell, that's short. That's a kids' Disney movie. When I go that's to kids' short. Disney movies, I'm like, wow, that was a really short movie. They're like seventy-five minutes long. It's like, oh, that's really, really short. <laughs> so it's like uh, sometimes the episodes of the shows I watch are that long. But you know, my kids are kind of like my oldest. He's he was all in the anime stuff now, but now since um. He's got his um, dual lightsaber. He's all back into Star Wars now. So Yeah. I feel you, man. I, I go through my Star Wars kicks, too. I have a pretty good feeling there's going to be one revved up here pretty soon with Obi-Wan oh, yeah. coming out this week. Well, so. considering he got a couple of Lego sets for his birthday. so Nice. And plus, always, he got me a Lego set for Mother's Day. Nice. <laughs> Even better. So, you know, I mean, it's <laughs> it's what it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely ready for some Star Wars next week, man. Um, it's funny because every time I'm looking for something to watch, like even today, I was like, okay. I was like, I, I have a, a few hours 
despair to be able to watch some stuff. I was like, what should I do? Should I watch something? And I always come back to be like, you know what? I should really finish Rebels. I'm like, I really should finish Rebels. And then, like, I, do just, not I, just, finish don't, Re- I just don't do it. I, I don't know why. I just never do it. It's not that I don't like it. I just never go back to it. I, I tell myself, I'm like, finish Rebels, Greg. Finish it. And then I'll pick up the remote, and, and I'll just go somewhere else. Dude, uh, you have got to finish. You have got to. That is number one priority on your list. Yeah, I know. Because there's the, uh, the well, I don't think you have to watch Rebels to get Obi-Wan, but I think it'll help. Right. There will be some things that will help. Well, wait until, you know, you get into Ahsoka and you get a little bit further and something because if Ahsoka goes the way that I really hope it does, you best know Rebels. Well, the the good thing about it is, is through reading and just, you know, diving into Star Wars, even if I haven't watched Rebels, I still know a lot of that stuff. Like, I know, you know. Great. Watch Rebels. Yes, I know. (laughs) That's the bottom line. I need to watch Rebels. You're right. Well, Okay, well, <clears throat> excuse me. Let's uh, let's watch the Umbrella Academy review or review. Watch the Umbrella Academy <laughs> preview, and then uh, we'll hop into some shows. Okay. So, what do you remember of season two? Like, do you remember how it ended? Yeah, that was with. Um, I think Vanya did whatever she did, and then there something was something that came back, but it. I think it ended kind of the way season two started, like in a different timeline or something along those lines. Right. They were back at their house, but it was the Sparrow Academy. That was right. There. So it was yeah. so, because their father was alive. Mm-hmm. So, yep. yeah. And Vanya is Victor now. Yes. In the I show. I know about that. So, yeah. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. I, I'm going to be interested to see what they do with that. How that, how that turns but it might be the where it just since it's a new they they just may not even acknowledge it to be yeah, totally just, honest with just, you yeah. and that that may be the best thing for it just just don't even acknowledge it and just victor now fine cool so all right oh i need to turn the sound off uh, oh i also <laughs> need to share it too don't i that probably helps you're like wait yeah i'm like do that <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna sit here and watch it and tell, talk to you about it of course anybody who's just listening to the audio version is basically what we're doing all right, here we go. So yeah, the last one ended up with the Sparrow Academy. Yeah. This is one of those shows that I don't know why. Like maybe it was because one of the first ones me and Nathan started the podcast with. I don't know. It's just from the moment I started watching it, it just like pulled me in. It's like the boys. You know? Yeah, this I'm, is I'm one, gonna I watch it. Took, I think it took me about three or four episodes to really like get into it like for the first season. But then once it was because I think I like binge the second season like in a day, yeah. <laughs> if I remember. <laughs> the second season was more difficult to understand in the beginning. Um, I, maybe because it's been so long since I watched Umbrella Academy. I think I, I might need to watch at least part of the second season or the half, second, half of the second season before I start watching this one again. I Just actually remember the, the, second season, the second season actually stuck with me. I mean, I felt like I could follow it pretty you know, pretty decently. It was just basically, it was just kind of odd because um, I just have to remember like the the names because I know the younger one, actually he's the older, but he's younger. What's the kid's name? Oh, shit. Number the one five. Yeah. Yeah, I know you because, I remember he, because he had been gone and then he pops up and then it was, that was a crazy season. It, there was mm-hmm. a lot of craziness that went on. There was a lot of, oh yes. And then, Bless his little heart, his little weird heart. 
Oh yeah. Well, you know, we're we're talking about this before with Victor and Vanya, and I'm wondering about how they're going to do this in this series too, because we I just noticed here watching the preview, there are scenes with her with long hair, and there are scenes with her with short hair. Maybe it's one of those things where it's because now it's them coming into this new timeline with the the Sparrow Academy. So maybe yeah. I don't mm. and see some crazy shit just happened right there. So I mean you you say, see like glowing eyes and explosions or like you know, like inter oh Lord, there's the jeez. Oh yes. I can't wait for this craziness. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think with the Umbrella Academy, it's kind of like Doom Patrol. Don't really try to understand or guess what's going to happen. Just kind of sit down and enjoy the ride. Yeah, just just let it just just let it unfold. Just right. let it unfold. Just let it go because I don't think there's really anything that you can say because it's going to be a wild ride. <laughs> oh yeah. So in that trailer, I didn't really see a ton of new characters other than the Sparrow Academy. You didn't get a great shot of a lot of them, and I'm not sure if that's just like doppelgangers of the uh, Umbrella Academy. Mm-hmm. So you have to figure that out. But it doesn't look like we lost any characters. It looks like just about every character we've seen so far, except for maybe uh, Cha-Cha and uh, what's his name? Oh, yeah. But they were gone after season one anyway. Yeah. So. But then you had, who was it, Ben? Was it Ben? Yes. You saw Ben in this one. He was part of that Sparrow Academy. Right, because he kind of came back, but only um, Klaus could see him. Right. I think that was the whole thing altogether, didn't he? I see. That's why I got to go back and watch the end of season two because I I know there was some kind of significance of him returning somehow or another mm-hmm. last season, but I can't exactly put my finger on or know what it was. But I know it was always a situation where Klaus is the one who could see him. Who, you know, Klaus is the best character on the show. Oh my god! <laughs> so I love him when he had his little cult. <laughs> yeah, and just from the previews right here, it looks like he's just going to continue yeah, that he's same. Just keep going crazy, yeah. Thing. Just... So uh, I'm excited for that. Diego had a ton of change from the first okay. season to the second mm-hmm. season. I'm wondering where they're going to put him out in the third season, and likewise with Luther too. So it, and it'll Allison, because be... Allison, that was a big thing for her because she went through all this in season two because they were stuck in like what the sixties. Yeah. So that was really interesting to see that story story arc, and you know, there's, I, I don't know, dude. I don't know. It's gonna be crazy. I'll go back afterwards after we got up here, and I'll I'll rewatch that. Just you know, hear the dialogue and see, mm-hmm. so can pick out a few things. But might have to binge season two again just to kind of refresh myself. <laughs> I've tried to get Ashley to watch it a couple times, but every time it gets to, uh, what's the butler's name? The monkey. Um, I oh, know I can't think of his name. Either. I can't can't remember his name, but every time it gets to him, like she's just like I'm out. I can't watch this. <laughs> she's I'm like, like I really? Just, I, I can follow like, it up to that point. <laughs> like I I get it, but okay, like I forget Luther had been on bit. the moon for so long, you know, doing all this kind of yeah. stuff. You know, Vanya can like just babies blush. being born instantly. Yeah, stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, I can handle that, but you know, but just the monkey butler, walking chimpanzee. You no, know, <laughs> I can't do that. <laughs> like all right, cool. <laughs> It's no problem. So, but it's cool. You know, more for me to watch. I have that's those are the things that I get to watch when she's not around. Fill my time, you know, so that way I can share all the time with her. With yeah, stuff you like watching exactly, together. watching that's together exactly, <laughs> together exactly. So, um, yeah, I'm excited for season three. Um, I wonder how long they're going to continue the show. You know, 
it seems like the beginning of every season they're in a whole new reality or a whole new timeline. So is the mission of this show for them to get back to the prime timeline or is that thing gone forever, you think? Well, I mean, because you actually came across what was, like I said, I'm going to have to binge watch season two to get my head back into it. I mean, I, I remember like like the overall, but not the minute details, um, especially like when five was in that office. What was that office that he was in? Because they were like, they had like the switchboard. You know, you know what I'm talking about. I know what you're talking lady. about. Yeah, I just, I did once again. I just have to watch it again. It's been so long since the last. I season, know, right? You know? It feels like because when did it? I mean, it was what last? Was it last year? I think it's around May or June every year because we started the podcast in May four years ago, and Umbrella Academy is one of the first shows we started out with. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because I mean, they've only. I mean, it's. Was it 19 it started? I think it started in 19, and then that was like, what, 20? I can't remember. Maybe the end of 20. This almost feels like math. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's what I can't <laughs> remember, honestly. Let's see. Let's see. I'm, I'm going to do a little. I'm going to do a little. Listen, yeah, from, July 2020 was when season two started. It's, it seems like everything from like, mid 2019 up until about three weeks ago it's kind yeah. of a blur because it started looks like it started in february of 19 that was season one season two looks like it started in july of 20 and now here we are with season three so we'll start in june of 22 so it's been almost two years hmm. yeah that's why i feel so long because it has been long. <laughs> that's why, yeah, that's why it's fourth, fourth season of the show, third season of Umbrella Academy. Yeah, that's right, because it's a two, two year break. So, wow, okay. Well, I don't that's feel crazy. bad for not remembering it then, especially with my memory. That's crazy. No. That's too much to ask. <laughs> I can't remember so much. <laughs> Plus, everything else is coming out. You know, there's so much content. I sometimes get confused about the shows we're talking about, like two shows we're talking about while we're talking about them. <laughs> you know? I'll pull something from one show that wasn't even part of that show. So. Well, see, and that's what's so bad about it too, because if I'm watching a streaming service or whatnot, especially you know, if it's something like when I finished Picard, watch Discovery. I'm like, been there, done that. I'm like, it always like suggested stuff I've already seen. <laughs> I don't know, maybe he's telling me he's like, Sarah, you need to watch it again. I don't know. Well, the other day when I did the World War Z, it, it recommended it, so we watched it, and that's what brought me to Interstellar. Then when I got done watching Interstellar, it wanted me to watch World War Z again. And I was like, wait a second. It's just cyclical. Something's not right here. It's yeah. cyclical. <laughs> is there a person behind this, or is this just a computer app? Like an algorithm. I don't know. Well, uh, you want to hop on the shows? You want to talk about Strange New Worlds first, or you want to do Halo first? We got a finale, and then we got a, what, third episode of the show? It's so nothing super special. I can take a, I think Strange New Worlds, because like I'm just super excited about having you know, more Star Trek content, especially okay. this type of content. This is... Because, like I said before, you know, it's it's more episodic and more of the like the previous shows that you you know like Nick, like, like the original series like Next mm -hmm. Generation. It's it's a show unto itself. It has a topic that right. has a beginning, a middle, and a finish. Mm -hmm. But it also does have like the underlying theme that's rolling through it. Um, I really didn't talk too much about Pike's, you know, his, you know, seeing how he died or that kind of thing. But it did talk about number one and how 
which is it's so funny because he, it's like I have to go back and remember about the was it eugenics war that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But the only time that I really in any of the Star Trek um, franchises that I can remember was Deep Space Nine when you started talking about Dr. Bashir and come to find out that he was genetically altered. Right. So when they're talking about number one with her being genetically altered, um, and her space or what that was, it like just totally blew my mind. The Alorians. Yes. So, you know, things like that to me, that's, I'm loving that. I just love the fact it's a one-off. You have, like I said, you have a beginning, a middle and an end, you know, it starts off, you know, everything gets really crazy and you're thinking, Oh my God, something's about, something's really crazy about to happen. Something crazy does happen. Mm-hmm. And then you have, um, it wraps it up. You have an ending. It's not like a cliffhanger to where you're like right. continually going on and on. So I really do kind of miss that episodic feel. And I, and I love it because it's, you know, obviously I'm going to watch one every week, but it's mm-hmm. not like if I miss something, I'm like totally going to be, I don't know what in the hell's going on. Right. You know, like last week they were talking about Ahura, but you know, they, she was there, but she was just part of the crew. And then, and I think that's just a cool thing about it because, you know, they sprinkled Pike and Spock in there because they were, you know, because, and you have all these away missions, which is really awesome. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just, to me, it's getting more to the, like the original stuff. Well, see, I'm glad to hear you say that because I know last week when we talked about it, you weren't sour on it, but you weren't sold on it yet. And I was it's, like, okay, well, hopefully we're going to get to that point. But it sounds like this week it's starting to sell you on it a little more. Well, that's that's what I mean. It's just, I guess for me, it's almost kind of like a nostalgic feeling because right. I still remember watching when when I was younger, watching the when Next Generation when it pre, you know when it was on like network. And to me, I'm just like, oh, that's because you're actually looking forward to seeing something. You're like, oh, you know what? What kind of new species are they going to come across? You know, what planet are they going to be on? You know, I'm thinking for me, I'm like, is it going to be, you know, a, you know, a race that I'm familiar with? You know, are they going to go, you know, is it going to be or Andorian going to, you know, Andorians and, you know, just, you know, we're going to talk about Romulans. We're going to talk about all this kind of stuff, you know? So, I mean, that's, it's just really cool. And it's, yeah. and, and another thing too, Gage was actually watching it with me. And he was asking five million questions. And I'm like, oh, which is funny because I guess Nathan's been watching it as well because he sent me a text the other day. So I guess he was trying to pick it out in the timeline. I'm like, Pike, then Kirk. Yeah, right. <laughs> Keep telling me, Pike, then Kirk. Yeah, exactly. Because, I mean, you have to, but I really kind of threw Gage off a little bit because he's, you know, he's like trying to figure out the timeline. I said, you've got Captain Pike and then Captain Kirk takes over. And then, you know, because he's like, well, you know, Picard. And I said, Picard's after that. He said, well, who was the first captain? I'm like, Archer. He's like, what? I'm like, oh, God. Well, that's going Because then you had right. Enterprise that, you know, in the timeline took place before the original series. Because that's when actually not too long after the, um, the warp drive. And so they, you know, actually started going out before it was really like straight up, um, you know, Starfleet and that kind of thing, you know, like mm-hmm. the Federation or more so the Federation, because they were actually trying to get plant, get all these worlds and they were discovering the worlds to kind of bring everybody together. Right. So, yeah. That's some deep, deep Star Trek. Now. Yeah. I kind of ran down a rabbit hole there. I said, son, I'll, no, just, I'll just, cause then he's like, well, what about, what would he say? I guess with, he brought up the Kelvin timeline. I said, totally different timeline, son. Something totally different, totally different. Oh, 
yeah, okay. <laughs> asking you about Star Trek is like asking Katie about Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> it's like there's a lot that I can take in. <laughs> like a ton that I can take in. It's like an open encyclopedia. You know? I mean, it's, it's like, it can, I mean, there's a timeline. And that's the cool thing about Star Trek. I mean, there is a timeline. Mm -hmm. It's just they've added over the last, you know, 10, 15 years or whatever. Now there's trees added, and branches and everything on those timelines. But, but that was one of the reasons why they did develop the Kelvin timeline. Because it was like, okay, well, let's take it in a different direction. I mean, you know, it's almost, you know, in same token as Marvel with the multiverse. Right. It's like, okay, let's, how can we tell different stories? Because... Mm -hmm. You have, after you have the original series, so you had the original series movies, then you had Next Generation, you got Next Generation movies. So when you got into the Next Generation movies, especially Generations, where in essence, spoiler if you've not seen it, but that's when Kirk dies. But yeah. it was weird because you brought him back in, and that's the whole, another timeline type deal too. Right. So in essence, I mean, he could be gone, he couldn't be. But anyway, so that's why when you brought in kelvin timeline it's like something totally different happens so it's giving you the opportunity to create create more stories to go forward like i said that was one of the reasons why i'm watching what was it beyond i said that's why i'd recommend i said watch wrath of khan because mm -hmm. there's a lot of similarities but it's flipped right so and that but that way it'll show you what two different timelines well, we're going to talk about Khan here in just a minute, too, because i got a question oh, yeah. about that. Um, but, yeah, th that is the beauty of having this episodic type thing is you can take the time to dive into one character per episode and really kind of make that episode about this character and still have other stuff going on. But you get to learn a little more. Like last week, it was Uhura, or Uhura and then it was uh, number one this week. So I'm sure we're going to get stories from everybody. There wasn't anything this week about uh, the 10-year death plan. Well, I think that's probably just going to be a running theme. I think probably every so often, because that's the fun thing about episodic or episodic, the or the episodic version is because, okay, um, let's say you know episode one and two we can touch on this. Episode right. three we can go do something totally different, but we can touch back on it. You know, maybe not episode four, maybe episode five. Yeah, like make I said, it be, it's make just it be about, something that reminds them of it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So. It's almost like if, if you kind of watch Pike, you can tell that's always in the back of his mind. Especially like in this episode where he wanted the away team to leave first, you know, to make sure everybody else was gone. And I just kind of got that feeling because he's like, hey, I know what's going to happen to me. So if it happens beforehand, so what? I mean, I know what right. my fate's going to be. There you go. <laughs> so I was like, hey. Feeling almost bulletproof. I kind of Yeah, exactly. That. I mean, yeah. it's like, so. Well. Let's talk about this episode with the, you know, he sends, they're on this planet and they're checking out this planet. And I guess they have an ion storm is what they called mm -hmm. it. Um, I like the disease or the, the villain in this planet. I like how they can have a problem. That's not a villain trying to destroy everything and take over, you know, whatever. It's not always the issue. And in this one, it was this, I don't want to say virus because they deemed it out to be a virus or it's, it wasn't anything like that. But the, I guess that's the closest thing we can relate it to would be a virus. And I, I like think how yeah, it, contagion, it I think, Mike, would work there, okay. a little bit better. Yeah, contagion works. And it travels through light, which is crazy because they explain it really well. Mm -hmm. They explain it enough where I'm like, okay, I can believe that. The science makes or the science makes sense in this Star Trek. And that's what I liked about it. But uh, 
really, really creative the way they did that and uh, the way they discovered it, um, you know. Um, I didn't quite understand exactly what was going on with number one, and, and, and I was hoping that it wasn't going to be a thing they just weren't going to touch back on, and they do towards the end, where she, you know, she's Lorian, and that's the reason why it didn't affect her, but she has that first scene where she nearly rips her shirt off, and I was like, wow, okay, what's going to happen here? <laughs> um, and then uh, after that, you did, yeah, after that, she just doesn't say anything to anybody about it, and I was like, wait a second, like, something's going on here. <clears throat> it's kind of like when they were on the planet, and Kirk goes back, or not Kirk, uh, Pike goes back to go get one of the uh, ensigns, and he's like, looks at him, he's like, come on, and he leaves, and as he does, it kind of pans away to that shelf with the bottles on it, and I was like, Yeah, you okay. knew something was up no good right there. Something, I was something like, sinister was about to roll out. Yeah, we're going to see this shelf again. I was like, they're probably going to be trapped here. I was like, then that's something's going to come back and play. And I think I'll have to go back and watch it again. It wasn't the bottles or anything. I think it was the light shining through that you were supposed that was supposed to receive but maybe it was just nothing maybe it was just something to for me to look at and be like oh i think that means something it meant absolutely nothing misleading but, yeah <laughs> I, I knew i knew it meant, at least meant that they were going to be staying there mm -hmm. wouldn't make any sense if they didn't well when you see a nasty looking eye storm like that that you know it's probably going to like tear some stuff apart yeah you might because let's think about it because you always have any kind of ionization. It always wreaks havoc with the transporters or the communications, anything that has any type of signal type. So yeah, that's that's always a running thing. So ionized, you know, ionized, uh, you come across ionized gas, ionized storms, you know, just anything. <laughs> oh, that, that, that's universal across all star <laughs> stuff because it's like that in Star Wars too. So maybe like that in real life. I don't even know what an ion is, but. Um, yeah, they they do a good job of explaining this ion storm. I did notice that in this in Star Trek, they are very very quick to teleport with just like slim chances of it working. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, it only takes like a very microscopic mistake for them to come back and not be right. And they always push the envelope with what's going on with the transporter, and like, oh, we're still going to use it. Well, there's been plenty of there's been plenty of episodes, instances where it didn't go well. <laughs> really? Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I'm yet to see that in any of my Star Trek viewing, so it'd be interesting. But uh, put it this put it this way: um, one of the episodes for Next Generation created a Thomas Riker. Oh, so it wasn't like a bloody mess. It was just like a mixed but, people up. Yeah, but, but, and then also in Voyager, you also had a Tuvox, which was where um, Commander, um, yeah, it basically had two people that were combined. Yeah. I can see that. I'll have to see that. Because yeah. so that, that was a controversial episode, too, because Dr. I mean, not Dr. Um, Captain um, Janeway had to make a decision of either keeping the one or separating them out into the two individuals, prior individuals. Yeah. And that was a weird ass episode. Hmm. I've got a lot of Star Trek being to do. <laughs> so <laughs> I, can give an, I can give an example. <laughs> yeah. um, let's talk about the doctor. Cause like you can tell immediately he's hiding something. Mm -hmm. uh, whatever. I can't remember old boy's name, the blind genius. Uh, I know. Like, so I can't remember his name. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember his name. Cool character. You know, really cool character, but I can't remember, can't remember his name. Hammer. I'm sure when they when they do the episode on him, focused on him, I'll probably remember his name then. It's uh, Hammer. Hammer. That sounds right. 
And I can't tell if he's Andorian or what the hell it is because I mean, he looks Andorian, but he looks like a variation of and so I'm not quite sure what his species is. I couldn't tell you. Couldn't tell you. It's all Listen. fun to me to find this stuff out. So yeah, but, but he's I thought a it was. Yes, he definitely is a genius. But, you know, he, he's going in to go do this diagnostic, and the doctor's just freaking out. I'm like, okay, wait a second. What's going on here? And I was hoping they were going to touch on it. And then, and then once again, this is one of these things they didn't even hint about anything else about it at the very end. I was going to be upset if they didn't say anything about it. It was interesting. So I guess what is uh, he's hiding his daughter in the buffer. So I guess, like, he's got her consciousness in this okay. computer. This is, okay, the way the transporter works. This is my understanding. Okay. So when they beam you, you basically go into what they call this pattern buffer. That's what kind of keeps everything straightened out. So it's you, it push, that's where your little particles and whatnot goes. Right. Until, and then when they bring you or you come, come back through there, that's what puts everything back together. Okay. Because a lot of times, and that's what he did, it's basically, her pattern was in is like saved in this buffer right. and so that's you can bring her back one day right right so it's yeah that's one of the technologies i'm just like mm, i wonder if we ever figure that one out because it would make my life a lot easier just to be able to beam from one place to the other but i've always wondered like how many times are you gonna get your atoms and whatnot right. scrambled to where something's not gonna be put right back in the right place I could see a lot of problems happening with that. Like, how much do you trust somebody to put you back together right? Right. You know, I'm sure. But yeah, I thought that was interesting. They, they put a little bit of story on that. And I like how even before number one comes up, and she basically forgives him for the whole situation. And rather than condemning him for it, she tells him they'll take a whole section of the hyperdrive power cell to power that to make sure it never happens again. Cool. That's the good cop way to handle that. And I understand. But... I don't know. I guess I got to keep in mind this is not military. As much yeah, as you want to think Star Trek's military, it's not military. So that's that's a bit because you got to think about it this way. It's like you have you have all these people serving on this ship, and this ship is kind of like its own contained little world. So you, it's like you have the commissioned officers, but yet you still have like the you know the non commissioned personnel or whatnot. You know, because I mean, you, you still have teachers, you know, you still have other scientists, you know, you still have all these people in there that are, you know, it's his own contained world. So a lot of times once they're together, that's one of the themes in Star Trek, too, is like everything. It's almost like everybody's like family. Everybody is like we're family because, you know, everybody looks out for each other. Everybody has a role to play. So it's kind of like that was like one of the reasons, you know, she's like, well, you know, we'll do what we can because it was important for him to have his medical transporter to have that, um, you know, the biofilter in that, because that's in essence, that's what created, let this contagion loose is because mm -hmm. that one specific biofilter didn't do what Wasn't it was updated. supposed to do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, and I get it, you know, I mean, people would do anything for their kids. Uh, it's just, yeah, you know, she she. It's funny because that scene comes not funny, but it scene comes right after. I guess the almost the exact same kind of thing happening mm -hmm. with her and Pike, mm -hmm. where she's basically admitting to him that she's in Lorian. And I don't know how you get to the point you're at in Starfleet, and nobody's discovered that yet. But she got there, 
And Pike does exactly what I think, you know, he, anybody, any good commander would do. And I don't really give a shit. <laughs> hey, know, it's like, here, you, you do your job. You do. I mean, that's all I can ask for. <laughs> yeah. so, that was pretty cool. But, you know, they both kind of get their forgiveness for doing things that were wrong, but not wrong, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, Pike completely changes his mindset on Elorian. Then I know it wasn't just what number one does, but it's the scriptures they're reading that him and Spock are reading down in the, uh, on the well, it was also the fact of, I guess, the creatures that came out of the ion storm. Yeah. So it was, in essence, you know, Elorians were trying because, like I said, they were a genetically modified race. And that's one thing that's frowned upon. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that goes on, but, you know, any kind of genetic modification, that's no good. See, that's weird, though. Isn't Data genetically modified and wasn't Khan genetically modified? Data is an android. Okay. So when you're talking about genetic modifications, you're actually taking a biological, let's say human or whatnot, and you're actually modifying them to the point of it's, well, it's like what what, um, Soong was doing in Picard. You know, he was creating, you know, that kind of thing. So basically Khan... So what Picard leads you to believe that soon was the one that was the precursor to Khan and what he was doing. Right. Because in essence, that's what soon, that's what he did. That's genetic modification. Right. And that's, and I guess I, I bring that up as an example, but I guess that's a good point. That's why they don't use it. I guess they, they, maybe they figured something out about it or they discovered it was wrong or, you know, what happened with Khan. Well, and, and like I said, same, same thing with soon in Picard because, you know, he had all his funding, he had everything, you know, because it was, I guess, morally wrong in the scientific world of your creating, you're, you know, kind of picking and choosing. You're basically playing God. playing God. Yeah. And that's what the whole genetic modification comes down to. Now, if you ever get to what, where you watch the first season of Picard, especially with the synths, that gives you another idea of something along the lines of genetic modification. It's almost like it's, I don't know how to really describe it, but it's like a no, no, (laughs) it's like, we don't do this. This is not what we do. Oh, I meant to tell you that I saw a commercial for Star Trek and I saw (laughs) seven, but much younger. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Oh, I, I know that character. It was cool, but she looks so much younger. Oh, like a Vo- you're talking about like Voyager, like the Voyager. Yeah, I guess, I guess I she saw had her like the hair back with the skin type bodysuits. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I was like, oh wow, that's crazy. I actually know that character. It's nuts. <laughs> My technology is starting to starting Yay! to uh, starting to flourish. It's like when you start to lift a little better after a few weeks of, of being in the gym, you start to notice results. You're like, oh yay, there. <laughs> Finally, starting to see some results, some gains in my Star Trek knowledge. Nice, nice. Yeah. Um, Dang it, there was one thing I wanted to ask about with uh, Star Trek. Give me a second. I can... Uh, daughters. Mm. Dang it. It's funny, my son always asks me, he's like, how old Spock? I'm like, well, <laughs> which one? <laughs> oh, there you go. That actually kind of leads me to that question there. Uh, the other... Uh, one of the other lead females in this, I didn't realize her name was Khan. Until this episode, did they say her name before this? And I just missed it. Yeah, I think they said it on like the first episode. Okay, I must have just missed that. So she's a descendant of Khan. Yes, that's what it sounds like. So does that mean she has superpowers? 
I don't know. See, that's the thing about it because if it's if she's like a, I'm not sure about that one because it's like you're kind of introducing characters that you don't really know, like a lot about. Yeah, exactly. Well, I know that if you do have superpowers or you are genetically modified, what number one had was pretty cool to be able to absorb whatever disease or anything like that and burn it away out of your body. That's um, how about the awesome. way she picked up him or like he was just like a rag doll. Yeah. I'm like, um, okay. Fireman's scary. <laughs> over the shoulder. Way to do it. Well, I mean, even when she was in, um, cause you, you were introduced to them in discovery. I mean, she was still kind of, she always had like this, um, like, you know, there's some kind of, she had some kind of past because they always make her sound like that. She's like, you know, just badass, awesome as hell. So you're just like, Hmm, I wonder what this chick's background is. And now, you know, Mm-hmm. She's net, she's genetically modified, but to what ex, but to what extent? Oh yeah, yeah. This show's like I said, doing a really good job for somebody like me who's not as big into Star Trek and they're really enjoying what's going on with it. Like I'm excited to see what happens the next mm-hmm. week because I'm I'm yet to see something connect over two weeks. And I I, I don't want to say that because it does have a little bit of connective tissue in the background. Mm-hmm. But this episodic thing is really cool. Whenever this episode started out, I did find it funny how it had the previously on and usually with the previously on it's because it's something that ha- you haven't seen in a couple episodes to remind you of, Oh yeah, this happened and it's going to have something to do with this episode. Um, and I guess that's all this was about because it wasn't connecting any of the other stuff. It was just giving mm-hmm. you kind of a background of number one and con, you know, not a background. I'm just some scenes with them. So you remember, Hey, remember these two characters? We're going to go heavy on these two characters this episode. So mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it's it's doing it for me. It's funny that all of the viewing for our show now is on Paramount Plus. I've been watching a lot of Paramount Plus lately. <laughs> I told you that's the one you had to have. <laughs> well, you know, Ross doesn't like the interface on Paramount Plus, and it's so funny because Ashley the other day was flipping through it and she was like, "I love how easy it is to flip through Paramount Plus," and I just started laughing. She was like, "What?" And I was like, "Ross hates it. <laughs> you know, he hates it." Uh, I. She's probably like, he don't know how to use it, right? He don't know how to use it. <laughs> I, maybe I don't know. Like I don't know. They're all relatively the same for me. It's all got rows of boxes of categories, you know, and I just kind of go to. I like I like Paramount on my phone a lot easier because if I'm searching for something, I can just go and just hit that little search and just <clears throat> type it in without having because I I go through the Apple TV. So then you got to get this and then want this. But I guess it just depends on, you know, what I like to go in, search where I'm looking for. Boom, there it is. I don't do a whole lot of like just scrolling through because then I just get. I get lost. I'm like, I see this, this, this. Oh shit. Where was this at? You know, <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. Generally on whatever streaming service I'm on, when I turn it on it, whatever I'm looking for is in the continue watching this or because you like this, you'd like this. And that's all I have to look through. Well, that's, because my, but yeah. that's the thing about it. Apparently I must pigeonhole myself because it's like, if you watch this, you'll like this. Like I said, I've already seen it. Yeah. <laughs> That is one thing that I wish. I wish that if you've streamed it on your account already once, it wasn't like, hey, you should check this out. It's like, nah, I've already seen that. But sometimes it's such a good movie. I'm like, yeah, fuck it. I'll watch it. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's what bothers me about it. <laughs> I'm wanting to watch something new, but it's like, you should watch this. I'm like, I just watched that a few days ago, but it was really good. Okay. I'll watch it again. You know? Right. Yeah. It's... <laughs> a lot of times I can't find the remote and it just plays it anyway. And by the time it gets into it, I'm just like, well, I'm into it now. Might as well. It's like, you just talk so, me into it. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> I've already heard Highway to the Danger Zone, so I might as well just finish the movie. You know? 
<laughs> I know, right? Especially you get it too. It's like you like see the open scene. You're like, I'm already invested. It's already got me. It's already got me. Uh, Hart, well, you got anything else you want to say about Strange New Worlds? Um, you know, I'm really liking it. And like I said, I, I like the fact, you know, it's something different every week. It's not, not that I don't enjoy a continued story, but, you know, with Discovery, with Picard, it was like, it was just this one. Now, you might have like, you know, other little backstories peppered in, but you have this one main that's going to follow all the episodes. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, that's, you know episodic thing that's what i grew up on that's what i was used to you're just like oh this is kind of cool because you can go back and watch them at any point in time yeah that's what i like about it well and, and if you miss one it's not a big deal like you can right. literally just miss that miss, miss a week and be like oh it's okay i can go back and watch that it's not probably not gonna tie into the story that much um the good thing about these episodes too is they're realistic on like 35 36 minutes mm -hmm. long like after you get through the initial intro and then through the show then you've got like nine and a half minutes of, of credits and it's like, it's okay, like a huh? typical you know when it was on network television it's yeah. just, just no commercials in it yeah it's crazy how it works commercials. <laughs> no. but no, I, I like it uh star trek's not disappointing me everything i've watched star trek so far i've enjoyed so um i'm into it i can Yay. say that i support star trek so. <laughs> all right it's one, not dumb, right <laughs> that's right it's definitely not dumb it's not what i was told when i was growing up all right, one more show, and holy crap, we have been following Halo from the beginning. Uh, episode nine was it today, the finale. Was it was it nine or ten? One or two. I think it was nine. I think it was like, nine too. Tell anything wrong. First back. things first about this finale. I wasn't as excited about this finale, like watching it, as I was the penultimate. I thought the penultimate was a little more like, oh my gosh, what's gonna happen next? Um, but it was still very good, and we did not see any more Quan. So that is going to be a story carried over into next season, which after watching this episode, you can see a lot of story is going to be carried over in next season. Dude, I mean, you... I, there was almost, almost no closure to this season. Absolutely not. I mean, that was like, if, like, if there's... That's why I'm so thankful, because I think what the, the season two was announced pretty early on before season one even aired yeah because i'm like there is no way that whatever they got going on that you can do this in nine episodes there ain't no way mm -hmm. no way you could have been rushed I, yeah. I think that the fact that they knew they had two seasons and they must have had planned on doing this as a two-season show to begin with because at least yeah. they had to have presented the first season be like okay this is a two-season plan here's the first season after whoever watched it they said okay go ahead and greenlight the second season which i'm glad they did because if they didn't have the second season, this would have been like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> you know, the, the way they ended this yeah. one. I mean, I mean, I'm not, I'm not upset with it because I know I'm getting a second season, you know? And it would have been really crammed to end this storyline here. There was almost no closure. You get a little bit here and there. And I think John in this episode even says it is like, that's a story for another day. I think that was kind of the theme of this episode is like, okay, we've laid all these seeds in this first season. You're going to have this. But most of this is a story for another day. And it's like, okay, cool. I'm okay with that because I'm really enjoying this this uh, show. Well, and then like I said too, I mean, you only saw, you know, the Halo like what twice, and I'm like, um. Did you actually see it? Was was that it? The like I saw the map to the Halo, but I didn't actually see the Halo. When they were, but when they were in that little heavenly or place or whatever, there was that 
line of trees or, or just different that, land right that there. That thing, that's, that's the halo. Mm -hmm. Okay. Huh. Still yet to see how it's a weapon or how. It's but used. that's the thing about it too, because whenever you saw them, it was like they were in a trance. It's almost like it was. Are you really there, or is it just? See, see, that's where you kind of leave it in limbo. Mm -hmm. Because when you play the game, it's actually a map. If I'm correct on this. Yeah, and that they showed the map on here or part of the map. They didn't get to see the whole thing. But the one thing, okay, this one of these episodes, this episode, dude, it felt like straight up gameplay. Do you see the it gun did. with the? I was did. like, they did <laughs> the scopes, everything. They did a lot of this. I was like, oh my stuff. god, thinking like, about the nuclear again. I was like, yeah, 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 really, I think really that's cool. My, really I think that's my favorite because what was oh, I forgot which one? What was the other? Because number one, the very first episode, it jumped in like that. And then you had one about midway when you had like another, it felt like a like gameplay where mm -hmm. they were, because they went to I think, Warhog I think, and that kind of I think he even tells, I know how the game's played in that episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. I'm just like, I got excited about that. I was like, oh, yeah. I was like, oh. <laughs> I was like that's crazy. <laughs> Especially when I know Brian's in there with the, like some he's, nights that he's, he's playing. He's going to love it. Well, that's what I told him. I said, matter of fact, I told him today, I said, I said, you, we, we can binge watch Halo now. He's like, what? Yeah. He's like, finally, last one. I said, yep, last, this week was the last episode. Dude, I'm, mm. He's going to love mm. it. He's going to love it. So, okay, so the end of the last episode, the Spartans are kind of split. This episode starts out, like, before the credits is even the scene, is them coming back together type thing. Mm -hmm. Um. The three of them go off to try to catch Hall, or three of them are going off to try to stop the um, Makey or McKee from okay. getting away with mm -hmm. with the uh, with the actual. Why can't I remember the name of the word? Keystone, the, the, like the keystones. Yes, the keystones. Mm -hmm. Trying to get her with the keystones. Kai is like, I want Halsey, which I would think if anybody really wanted to go get Halsey, it'd be Master Chief. But anyway, she goes to do that. As soon as she walks in, she gets through all this stuff, gets to her, and takes her fucking helmet off. I'm like, why? Why, 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 why? In any situation, anytime, anywhere, in a battle scene, in a, where you're in a fight, when you have this armor, would you take this effing helmet off? And I knew right then something's going to happen to her. I'm because just glad they didn't kill her. Think that. about it. If you're going to sit there and face the one person that totally screwed your life up, do you want to look through them through a visor? I would be, I would just be smarter about it. I mean, like I said, I don't know. For me, I feel like if I was wearing that, I'd feel like a god, you know. Well, but that's I where they're been showing. My whole life, like so. when they pop that little capsule out, that's where they're showing their emotion. Yeah. Which I'm kind of surprised they didn't tell uh, Finnick and the other. Is it Finnick? Finnick. Yeah. Finnick and um. And the other, yeah, Riz about that at all, or at least they didn't do it on screen. Like that would have been the first thing I would have told them. Like when they're trying to control you, I'd have been like, "Hey, check this out. Pop it out for them." Talk to me in 20 minutes when it hits you, you know? <laughs> so <laughs> let the buzz hit you. Let the alcohol soak in and then and tell me how you feel. But the, the fact of the matter, even if they didn't, it was still, it still spoke a lot of volumes to where it was like the, the fact that all four of them were so tight, mm -hmm. kind of like family, because they went through, they trained, went through all the same thing. You know, they, that even though they were, I guess, had orders, I mean, I mean, Vanny had a gun to Chief's head. Mm -hmm. I don't, well, I don't say Chief. I say John's head. And it was like, and you talked him down. It was like, dude, 
dude, dude. To me, that was like, okay, this shows, I guess the orders weren't quite as, or either they were just all against Halsey. Yeah. <laughs> it was crazy. Dude, the Halsey storyline is nuts, man. That woman is effing crazy. She's she's like a dog with a bone. Once she latches on to something, she ain't giving it up. Mm -hmm. And they, they got me with the clone thing, too. Mm -hmm. Like they totally got me with that, and, and until like I saw it where like she was dying, I was like, "Oh wait a second. I was like, "They're not gonna kill her off." I was like, "Damn it, they got me." Uh, mm -hmm. Pretty smart though that she she deployed a clone out there to uh, to be captured instead of her. But man, and and they kind of hinted at that to begin with, like whenever because I feel like her creepy sidekick was trying to leave with the clone. To live a life with the clone because he kept saying there's other options the package has already been deployed and i think that was actually halsey and mm -hmm. this was just the clone and i think he was trying to get him and the, the clone to just leave and run away with him so you know he had that dude that was dude was like super sketch i mean he yeah. was like just acolyte type just would follow her through the fires of hell i mean it was just he died pretty easily too yeah he, pretty easily yeah. Mm -hmm. and cortana taking over uh master chief's body so master chief is now dead Right, he sacrificed himself for the other. Actually, the the way I read that, it was like you had. Ever since he basically popped out that capsule, it was John. So now, once Cortana, because like when he put that helmet back on, I was like, that's Master Chief." Right, John's gone. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of a weird thing because the way they started Episode One. You know, you saw master, you know, the helmet and Master Chief. And I think that was the one thing that kind of turned Brian off is the fact they had like took the helmet right off. Yeah. Well, it was you introduced John and it wasn't Master Chief anymore. Gotcha. Yeah. You know, it was it was not like this, you know, I don't want to say faceless, but I mean it was, you know, Master Chief was just Master Chief. I mean, even if you knew what his name was or not, you didn't really see the you know, the the human side. So that's like through all this, you basically saw the human side. So it was more of John, mm -hmm. but it was just so, it was really powerful to me because when Cortana did take over and put that helmet back on, I was like, that's Master Chief. Yeah. That's not John. See, I kind of took it as he's dead, but she can bring him back or she thinks she can bring him back. Cause she even said beforehand, I don't know if I can bring you back. And his response was, I trust you. Well, it's almost like he's in stasis. Okay. You know what I mean? It's, it's yeah. kind of like if you think about when... Okay, think about um, Girardi and the Boar Queen. Mm -hmm. To me, I feel like it's kind of that same thing. So basically now Cortana just took John and now he's just lying dormant. Okay. Now whether she can resurrect him or not, that's to be seen. I don't okay. know. I, I, I just want to thought I thought they said like that was their conversation when she said you have to be dead for me to do that and that was the whole point but but then she discovered Halsey discovered that he could uh unlock the keystones so that was why it she didn't push forward immediately but I don't know but it was interesting um, to see how Cortana how she evolved too it was like okay here you are you're basically a program mm -hmm. but you learn but yet you still are kind of in essence, experiencing an emotion because she didn't right. want to take him over. 
even mm-hmm. when she had the opportunity, she was like, no, peace out. I'm doing my own thing. <laughs> but when she did, holy shit, he was a badass. That's what I'm saying. That's a Master badass. Chief. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see where they start off the next season because now the Covenant doesn't have either of the Keystones and McKee's dead, which really surprised me. I didn't think she was going to die. I thought that they were going to give her a redemption, to be truly honest with you. I feel I, I kind of felt it coming because especially when you had the um I forgot what they're called, but you know, like the real the snaky looking dudes. You yeah. know, they were just like, Well, we're tired. I'm like, Yeah, they, they're about to she's about to go. She's about to go. Well, and honestly, that was what from my mind made me think she was either she was either gonna be redeemed and live or she was gonna be a sacrifice to make it all to like for the good guys mm-hmm. to win. I was like, okay, that's what they're setting up for it there. She's going to discover that conversation that was just had, you know, and realize. But it always felt odd to me that as much as the Covenant hated humans, they had this one human, but they, I just felt like they were gleaning all this information off of her. There was, she was just basically a pawn. Well, she was a pawn. Remember, she was the, she was just, they were doing to her exactly what Halsey was doing to John, Uh where she realized he was, they realized she was something more. They couldn't unlock the key, the keystones without her. So even if you hated her, which the, apparently the other one did, you're going to look out for her because you know, and that's why even when, when she was dead, they said save the you know save the demon, don't kill the demon because we need him. They hate him, but they needed him to unlock mm-hmm. the keystone. So I think that was all that played into it. How ironic! Um, well, I think the one who spoke with her a lot actually did feel for her and like her. I think it was just the brother or yeah. the other wormy guy that didn't like her. It's just so ironic that here you are. You want to take this. I mean, you don't really get I me, mean, you know, you're thinking it's a weapon, which I mean, I guess in essence depends on which train of thought you were taking because the covenant, they were like, okay, this is like their paradise or whatever, but then whoever doesn't believe is cleansed. So therefore it's just like, you know, it's almost like you're yeah. taking like the religious theology back into it. You're like, mm. that's exactly what it is. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. Like, it, I thought it was funny that this season, the Covenant, while being in the background, was a big problem. But we only saw the Covenant, what, three times? First episode, middle of the season, and then this last episode. Mm-hmm. Which, oh, and then you saw those little buggy like, things, the little things, that little, the little shell things that used to pop. Oh, yeah, like oh, sand fleas, purple so sand fleas. Yeah. yeah, I can't remember what they were called. Oh, my God. Oh. I was like, oh, this is like, oh, this is game <laughs> I do love that he picked up the Needler, and he was like, hell yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, yes, got to see it up close, got to see it actually work. I was like, hell yeah, that's awesome. But uh, just, I just wanted to make this one point. Riz got fucked up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah. damn, like. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you, I know that cauterizing a wound can be the best way to handle something like that sometimes. But damn, you didn't cauterize a wound. You, you blood torched that thing. body. Yes, like her but then entire what about body. Her arm over here, it took out like all this, the shoulder of her armor. I'm thinking you're lucky you still got a damn arm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know what's going to happen with that. Like I said, it's going to be interesting because Halsey's not in control anymore. It's going to be cool to see where they go forward with uh, Miranda and her dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, now that the the cat's out of the bag, because John even said, you know, what did he say? He said, there will be a reckoning, just not today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'll see, man. I want to see what this reckoning is. I know, and I want to see how big of a story Halsey plays in this next this next season. Because while you hate, I hate the character, she's great in the show. 
And like the, the whole season would have been over. The fight would have been over last episode. If it wasn't for her. You know, she's the star Lord of this. <laughs> so we're, we're going to fight next time. Sorry, man. Next she quilled it. She quilled it. <laughs> <laughs> she quilled it. Say? Uh, but uh, yeah, Halo knocked it out of the park for me. Um, it's right up there with the boys and Umbrella Academy, Invincible, like all these shows that I watch, Doom Patrol. That I'm like, okay, I'm I'm with it till the end. I, like like I said, it's you know I've, I've seen the gameplay. I don't know a whole lot, you know, intimately of a lot of it, but it was really cool to take it for the story that it is and what they created because I told my other half of like, dude, you got to think, you got to think about it this way. You can't be can't be lineal. You got to think you, you've got to kind of, you know, go a little sideways on that because you've got to create a story. It's not just, you know, missions and you know, that kind of thing. There's like mm-hmm. backstory and all this, this, you, you got to create layers. So peeling back all those layers, I thought that's what was really interesting. Yeah. But the fact that they did throw in, like I said, some stuff that looks like gameplay, you know, stuff that you do is recognizable. Oh, they did fan service in there for sure. Oh, absolutely. I mean, how could you not? Well, the biggest problem this show posed for me is now I've got another damn helmet I got to buy. <laughs> like, of all the helmets that I can think of, Star Wars characters and everything else, man, like, that's honestly got to be one of the baddest ass helmets I've ever seen. You know, it it's it's pretty awesome in the translation to live action. It's like holy shit, that looks good. I'd like I mean, to have it, a full body it, suit. But, you know? but that also is a testament to um, you know games these days now. You know the technology they have for games because you know sometimes you can look at these cutscenes and it is like watching a movie. Mm-hmm. You know, it is it looks like live action now. I mean, it's just yes, yeah, it's, it's way beyond like. Nice of the old republic. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Well, the old version, like the reboot's gonna be legit. But that's what I mean. If you think about a lot of these RPG games that you play, you know, in the past, or a lot of these first-person shooters and all that kind of stuff, it's the level of or the technological advancements that they've had to where you know, literally, you could take a lot of these cutscenes and put them together, and I mean, it looks like a movie. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, for instance, Gears of War. That was another one that, you know, I, I tried to play that one. God, that was that was horrendous. But, you know, that was another one because you see the cutscenes and you can take all those and put together and you kind of create your own little movie. But it was just the, that's why I like, even though I didn't play these games, I'd sit back and I'd just at least watch it for mm-hmm. that. Oh, yeah. And to be honest, Gears of War was fun, but it was no Halo. I think in college, me and my roommate bought Gears of War and beat it in the first night. And like we're not even that great at gamers, and I was like, okay, this is no Halo. Well, you can't play it on right. easy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, default you do have those levels. Default settings, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I mean, it's funny because there are a lot of games that I'll hear about, and I'll just go online and watch like an hour of the cutscene mm-hmm. movies, and I'm like, okay, I want to play this game. You know, uh, yeah. that that kind of sells me on the game. Like, uh, um, I'm not into fighting games, but uh, the uh, Injustice cutscene movies. Holy crap. When, when you put them all together in one movie, it's like an hour and 20 minute movie. It's a fucking amazing movie. It's better than some you know Marvel and DC movies that hit the big screen. It's insane. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like I said, it's, it's oh, I, I need to get back into Soul Calibur. Soul Calibur, that was my jam. That was my jam. And I mean, and, and that. And it's, it's the one with the really big sword, right? Yeah, that, was, that was, yeah, that was. Yeah, that was probably like the only one that I really knew what was going on. And God knows that's probably been 
That's been over, oh my God, probably 10, 15 years ago. Yeah. I tried to get into Final Fantasy and games like that when I was younger. Uh, I just, I didn't understand the gameplay. I always thought it was really stupid. You take Aren't those like the real deal, like RPGs? Yeah, it's just like Knights of the Republic. It's, it's like yeah. you take a turn, then I take a turn, you take a turn. I was like, this is stupid fighting. <laughs> but I didn't know how to do it. Right. Now that I'm old, yeah, now that I'm older, I'm playing Knights of the Republic, and I realize that there is strategy to it, and you you really need, like, you can set up some pretty good combinations. And, this and that. I was like, okay, it's 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 cool like i i wish i would have realized that when i was younger i would have enjoyed those games a lot more but i just couldn't get into that, that well with age younger. comes wisdom true <laughs> you know what's a movie that or a game that i can't believe they haven't made a movie out of yet that i feel like could translate really well to big screen is metal gear solid have they made a metal gear solid movie i don't think they have i think i would have heard it but maybe it was so. just low budget and i hear about it i can't believe they haven't made a metal gear solid movie i mean hell if they made a doom movie why the hell can't you make another one ah. I mean, it's someone those lines it seems that like that would translate crazy. really easy what's that doom or metal gear solid doom oh yeah that was crazy that, with the rock was he in that one and um carl urban yeah carl urban <laughs> the boys changed him for me <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so we, we strayed off Halo a little bit. But yeah, Halo, um, the finale, uh, I was pleased with it. Once again, I like the penultimate a little more. I think I was a little more excited and like, oh, here we go. Um, well, but the finale I, still didn't disappoint. They didn't well, tighten it. The penultimate, I think it just it got you a little bit more excited for the finale. But the finale, it was like, hey, we're about to get you excited for season two. It almost felt like a mid-season break. Yes. As opposed to a finale. Yes. I can say that. Like, yes. like you're definitely you're definitely going to have to watch season one to understand season two. I haven't seen season two yet, but I can tell you, you're definitely oh, going to watch season one. Absolutely. This is going to play like one big season. Well, especially bring Quan back into it, because then you're just like, because, you know, if you watch season two, I, I doubt it's going to give you her backstory. Then you're just like, what is up with this chick? Mm -hmm. Which... I am interested to see how they tie that back in. I'm not really that upset that I didn't get to see her again, but um, uh, tie it back in nicely for me, you know, because otherwise you got to make me care about this character. <laughs> yeah, and she's not really one that I'm. I'm not that invested in. Not unless they brought her in to bring in um, <clears throat> who was John's friend. Uh, I can't even remember his name. But you know uh, what I mean. It's Lauren? like bring. Soren. Soren, yeah. That to bring him in because it kind of gave you a little bit of a backstory how, you know, when he left, you know, how they had trained together. Because I still want to know all what they went through as far as training because, you know, you see all the surgery, the, the scars. I'm like, where did that come from? Right. I want to know more about what they did for these folks to become Spartans because there's got to be some modifications in there somewhere. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm sure there is. I'm sure we're going to, I think next season is going to dive into a whole lot more of the Spartan psyche as far as like them actually being battled, you know, drones. It makes me wonder are. what happened to the rest of them. Yeah, that's a good point because they put hundreds of them. Squadron. Not most of those um, squadrons. Yeah, there could be. I mean, I guess they're named Silver Team. Yeah. Maybe there's other teams. But I don't know. That kind of takes away from Master Chief, doesn't it? If there's other teams. Well, not unless they are the elite. But, I yeah, mean, there sense. were still a lot more of them. You know what I mean? Because if, if there's... And that makes me wonder what the policy seeing him to make. Because he was like this little scrawny kid. 
Mm-hmm. What did you see that just made you feel like that he's just going to be the whole freaking savior of the, or, you know, basically the anchor of your, you know, of your team here mm-hmm. in essence. Well, she, she tied back to those drawings, right? She knew there was something about him. She just didn't know what it was, I thought. And see, that's another thing too. What makes him so special that, you know, he can. Right. Why was him? And what Mickey made McKee so special? Maybe they bring, you know, maybe flashback or something, you know, where I watched she was what she was. Are there other species that can be the chosen ones, you know, or is it only humans? Right. And then, like you said, what exactly? What exactly is that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I would think that if humans were the only ones who could actually activate the uh, keystones, then it would be more beneficial for the covenant to befriend humans. You would think. Almost like you've got to come along with us on, like, it's destiny. You've got to come with us on this great mm-hmm. journey. You know, they call it the great journey. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Just my mindset. Make and and then maybe maybe that's one of the reasons why the Covenant and the humans are at war. Why are they at war? Yeah. A lot of background story they can still dive into with this. And that's cool that we've been through nine episodes. And there's still so much more to learn. Oh, yeah. Um, Absolutely. But I'm loving I it. I dig it. <laughs> Halo. Halo gets an A in my book. Uh, always weary about game mo- game shows. But this one, I think, is one of the exceptions. Well, and I think it's, and I think another thing that actually helped along too is because it wasn't like true to the game. You know, it seems like they did take, you know, some freedoms with it to mold it into something to where it's more of a deeper story. You know, it has more layers. Right. Based on the characters from Halo, not a story of the characters. Yeah. That makes sense. Well, that's all we got. Short show tonight, but you know what? We didn't have a lot of shows to cover, and you know, we're all sitting here as usually my news guy, and uh, he he dives deep, man. I tell you, he does, he dives deeper than I do with it, (laughs) but not deep enough to spoil things for himself, so that's always good. But well, um, look, we're coming back next week, Obi Wan. I think we're coming back next week with a whole bunch of changes new intro, new name, new graphics, all kinds of new stuff. Me and Ross been in the lab, really putting some stuff together. We've all been knocking our brains together, thinking about some stuff. I'll let you yeah. fellas roll that. Now, if it's I hear a, say something, I'm like, yeah, you're nice. So there you go. <laughs> it's, it's, it's really fun, but we're going to have a lot of fun stuff on here. I uh, may have some a, a special guest on next week, Star Wars fans. You know, I'm trying to see if we can get somebody to come on because I know somebody wants to talk some Obi-Wan. Um, it's going to be the main show for next week because I think we got mm-hmm. Obi-Wan, we got Strange New Worlds. Oh, what am I thinking? We got Top Gun next week, too. If we all see it by Friday, we got Top Gun next week. It may, it may be the weekend before I get to go see it. Or I may we're not going to see it. We're not going to see it till Saturday. I thought we okay. were going to see it. So we're not going to see it till Saturday. Okay. So Top Gun plus, won't be next week, then. Yeah. Plus, I had to like push it to Saturday afternoon so the kids could go to karate. So got to go to karate. That's yeah. for sure. So. Yeah. All right. Well, that's kind of the snapshot of what's coming up. Check us out next week. Like I said, for some big changes. Um, Sarah Taylor, where can they find you at? You can find me on the Twitter at My Lady Kitten. Um, been kind of quiet lately, but like I said, you know, life, work, all that kind of good fun stuff. Um, but yeah, hit me up. If you know, just got any questions or comments or whatnot, just hit me up. I'm always up, up for um, the chat. So, and plus, if you can't find Greg, I can find him for him. For him so. Yeah, you can usually get all of me too. Yeah. <laughs> You can try. You can find me at the Bat Daddy Fifty Two on Twitter. My personal handle at SCS Podcast One is the show handle for now. We'll be changing very soon. Um, 
live every Friday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Unless stuff comes or up, Saturday. we do it Sundays. Yeah, Saturdays. <laughs> Sundays. We ha- do a show on the weekends, typically live every Friday night, though. But sometimes we push into it. Somewhere Friday. between Friday and Sunday. That's somewhere. right. <laughs> Audio drops on uh, Monday mornings. Any podcatcher of your choice. Give us a like, give us a review, share with a friend. Um, come on the show. We always like the interaction. But yes. uh, until next week, later, skaters. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's not as fun without Ross here. <laughs>